everybody knows uh, that there are that there are 13 uh, 13 animamans printed in all the Sidurim. Animam every year has to believe in the 13 things that are printed there, in those 13 animamans. We'll just zero in on one and what shaykhs it has to the sedges that we're laying. One of the animamans is an imam in Vermuna Shlema. Shabiri is Varach Shemoy, Gemotev, the Shemri Mitzvaisa, Umanish, the Mitzvaisa, which means that every yid, everybody, every yid has to believe. Anyone that doesn't believe in these 13 animam is not a yid. One of the animamans is that we believe that everything that a person does, whether good or bad, has a punishment and a reward. That's a, a person that believes that something that will, will happen good or bad without reward or punishment, so he's, he's missing one of the 13 Yisaitis of Yiddishkeit and he's not considered a Yid. Now, where you get rewarded and where you get punished is what we'll discuss tonight. Uh, at the end of last week's Sedra, it says that uh, everybody knows that they wish to caused Klai Yisrael to go down to Mitzrayim and they were working uh, very difficult back-breaking work with this Perach and uh, the Ebishter spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu by the snare and uh, asked Moshe Rabbeinu to go to Paray and, uh, and start the Gula of Mitzrayim to go out of Mitzrayim what happened everybody knows that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe and Aaron went to Paray and uh, made the work even harder. Instead of giving them straw and making a certain amount of bricks which they had to make, they now didn't get the straw and they had to make the same amount of bricks. Sure. At the end of the Sedra, the last Pasuk, or one of the last Pasukim, next to the last Pasuk, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu had a complaint to, to the Rebishter. Umiyoz Bosei al Paroi from the time I came to Paris, to speak on your behalf, in your name, so he, he made it worse for Klai Yisrael, he made it worse for this nation. So he doesn't give them any straw. And you did not rescue your people. That was the time that Moshe Rabbeinu had to the Eibishter. The Eibishter was angry at Moshe, in the beginning of this week, etc., it starts off with a lotion Vayidabe. The Rebishter is angry a little bit. Vayidabe, as opposed to Vayoyme, uh, he spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu with words of, of Musa, of rebuke, harsh words. So we have to understand a little bit what was Moshe Rabbeinu's taina to the Rebishter. In the beginning of, of Shemois, the Rebishter explicitly says to Moshe that I know that Paro is not going to let you go. It's not going to be so simple. It's going to be a process. And uh, only after I'm going to show Isis and Moisim to him will he let you go. So what's Moshe Rabbeinu's time here? Moshe Rabbeinu says, You did not rescue your people. That the Rebbe said that to Moshe in the first place, that Paro will not let the Yidin go so fast. The first part we can understand a little bit. Hey, Ralom, it became worse. But what's the second part? And what's the double lotion? 
if Paro made it worse, so then of course Hatzel, he told us, you didn't save your nation. There's something missing here in trying to understand what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to the Rebbe. Avadi, there was a Taina Moshe. But Moshe Rabbeinu's words have to make sense. What was Moshe Rabbeinu's cheshbon when he said those words? That's, that's a difficulty that we have to explain. Now, the truth of the matter is that Moshe Rabbeinu did tshuva. When did he do tshuva? He did tshuva on this tainer when he said, Oz Yashir Moshe. When he came to Shira, by Kriyas Yamsuf, so Gans Klai Yisrael said to Shira, we say in Davening, Oz Yashir Moshe. Why does it start off with Oz? Because this Pasuk starts off with Oz. That means when he did an Aveira, when Moshe Rabbeinu did something wrong, he started off with the word Oz. So in order to show the Revishter that he does, is doing tshuva, he has charata, so he started saying the shira to the Revishter with the same word that he had kindness to the Revishter with. Oh, so we have to understand, what's the connection? So he decided to do tshuva on the complaint that he had to the Revishter. What's the connection? Why all of a sudden, by Kriyas Yamsuf, did he realize that he did something wrong then and start to do tshuva then? There has to be some connection. Now, the answer to this, to, to, to what we're asking here is, is really very basic. You say this in, in, in how the Rebishter runs the world. When, when Paroi decided to make the uh, work more difficult for the Yidden, so there's an obvious question. How did he make it more difficult? He, instead of giving them straw, and they had to make a certain amount of bricks, He's now not giving them straw, and they still have to make the same amount of bricks. But to us, it doesn't make any sense. If you want to make somebody work harder, you should at least gain from it. So instead of making, let's say, he had to make a 100 bricks in a day, he should have given them double straw and tell them that they have to make 200 bricks. What's the cheshman of Pari? It doesn't make sense. Pari's cheshman of not giving straw doesn't really make too much sense. What was the cheshman that Pari had to make them work harder this way? Why not gain by, by, by the Yidin working harder? It's a simple question that any child could ask. The Teretz to this Shaila is very simple. Pari was not a shaitan. Pari was a big pikeach. A king, a dictator, a ruler, can only, uh, can only, uh, can only uh, bring upon his subjects a certain amount of, uh, of tzad certain amount of pain. After it hits a certain point, there's too much pressure, so the people will say, listen, we're going to die anyway, we might as well rebel. We might as well do, accomplish something dying. So Pari was a pikeach godel. What was the pikeach? He's not going to give any straw, and they have to make the same amount of bricks. So what's going to happen? Every single morning, the yidn are going to have to wake up early in the morning. They're going to go out to the fields, they're going to look for straw. As soon as there's a bundle of straw, a pile of hay, or whatever the case was, that was visible, so ten, five, seven Yidin will jump upon the, uh, the bundle of straw, the pile of straw, and they're going to fight with each other. The Yidin are going to fight with each other in order to get the straw to make the amount of bricks that they had to make by the end of the day, or else they would be, they would be beaten up. So it comes out that every day what Pari was, was accomplishing was that there would be fights between Yidin. Because they, they, they needed to make a certain amount of bricks, they needed a certain amount of straws, a shadow of nefesh. 
So they fought with each other. Since they fought with each other, they would never unite, and they would never rebel, and there would never be any uprising against Pari. That was the Pichas, that was the Gewaldige Pichas of Pari. The, the, the Nazis and the, the, the concentration camps, that's how they fed them. They didn't give each person some bread and water or whatever the case was. They threw it in the middle and they used to fight. And the Cheshman was, the Cheshman of the Nazis in Machshman was that the Yidin should fight with each other so there shouldn't be any uprising. They shouldn't unite. They'll, they'll, they'll have a lot of sin to each other. In Mela, there'll be no uprising. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu saw. Moshe Rabbeinu saw that there's going to be a built-in mechanism that will not allow Klai Yisrael to be redeemed from its time. Because the Hanhoga of the Rebishter is that a person can do as many Averas as he wants. Bein Odom Lamochen. But if Bein Odom Lachaveroi, things are going good, so Hashem will not punish you or them, whether it's a cloud, whether it's a prat, in this world. So say Stazei. In the beginning of uh, in the beginning of Noyach. In the beginning of Noyach, there's the marble. The Rebish brought a marble on the world, destroyed the world, Achutz Noyach is, is, and his children, wives and children. Why did the Rebish bring a marble? Why did the Rebish destroy the world? So in the beginning of Noyach, it says that there was and the Avera of Avedizara. There was the Avera of Znus, Atishoche, Saoret. Rashi says it means Avedizara and Znus. And also it says in the Pasuk, Chomos, Gezel. So there were three Averas Avedizara, Znus, and Gezel. If you would ask anyone here, which is the worst of the three? Most people would say Avedizara. Worshipping a false god is, is Avedizor. That's the worst Avedizor of those three. The next, in, in severity, is Znus. The next, on the bottom of the totem pole, would be Gezel. That's how we would think. Then the Pusik says afterwards, in the beginning of Noyach, that the Rebusha says to Noyach, I'm bringing a marble upon the world. I'm going to destroy the world. Chomos, Gezel. Doesn't make any sense to us. The marble came because of Gezel. Two, a, a passage before it says the marble came because of three Averas. Then later it says, Kate's called Bosabolophone because there's Gezel. Something's fishy here. So Rashi says, had it not been for Gezel, there would have been no marble. So the Mephoshim explained as follows The Avera of, of Avedizora, the Avera of Znus, those are Averas being Odom Lamokam between. Man and the Rebishtim. When a person or a cloud does Averis, that's between him and the Rebishtim, the Rebishtim doesn't punish in this world. There's no punishment in this world. The punishment will come in Gehenim. Providing there's no problems being Odom Lachavera. If there's no problems being Odom Lachavera, nothing will happen in this world. The punishments will be hidden because that's one of the 13 animatments. We believe that anything you do bad, there'll be a punishment. But the punishment won't be here. It'll be in the next world. When does punishments take place in this world? Only when there's a trigger. There has to be a trigger that brings upon us the punishments in this world. 
What's the trigger? That means had it not been for Gezo, there would have been no Mabel. Okay, it's called Bosa, Bolafone, why? Kimola Ha'ovetz Chamas, because there was Gezel. Had there not been Gezel, there would have only been Znus and Abed Zohar, the punishments would have come, but not here, in the next world. And since there was Gezel, so they were destroyed from this world, and they also lost their share of Eilom Abor. But Amabel has no chelak for In other words, this is the Anog of the Rebishtam. Basically, it works like that with Schar also. You don't get rewarded for your mitzvahs in this world. There are very few mitzvahs that you get rewarded in this world. The Rebbe might give you the circumstances you should be able to continue living and do more mitzvahs, but reward for mitzvahs basically is given the Iker in the next world. When do you get rewarded in both worlds for mitzvahs? When you do mitzvahs that have been other machavena. You say in the morning, those that say, afterwards there's a, there's a small chapter right after, a small Mishnah, a Bryce after, it says, Elu, if you go through it carefully, it's all been other machavera, even Talmud Teira, davening, it all has to do with keeping the world going, and it's been other machavera. I'm not going to go through it right now. But in general, the cloud that, the, that, that exists is as follows. The Rebishta punishes and rewards for every single bad thing you do and every single good thing you do. There's no, every single thing is with a cheshman. There's nothing that goes without a cheshman. Nothing. Not even the slightest mitzvah the slightest avera. But where you get punished and where you get rewarded, it all depends. So if a person does averas, and the averas are all benodam lamokan, he can live a very delightful life in this world and he will not get punished. Provided that benodam lachavera, he's a fine person. If benodam lachavera is also bad, so that's like a trigger. That like sets off the, the, the punishments to come upon him. And he can be punished in this world and the next world. That's what we, we find in the beginning of Noyach. You find it again at the end of Noyach. At the end of Noyach, there was another door. Besides the door Mabel, there was a door Aflogam, where, where, where the world was united under Nimrod, except for, for a couple of people, it's a place, uh, several thousand people in the whole world that were not united with them. But basically, 99% of the world was united on a... On a on, a, uh, on the Dora Floga. What's meant as the Dora Floga? The simple type of the Pesukim is they were going to build a tower and, and reach the Rebishta. To us, it seems very foolish, but it's much more, it's much more uh, deeper than that because if it just meant that they wanted to build a tower, so let the Rebishta give them enough rope and they'll hang themselves. In other words, let them build and build and build till they say they can't build anymore. We can't build a building bigger than the Empire State Building today. We don't have the know-how to build it. The air is too... Uh, thin, there's not enough oxygen, the bricks won't stay together. There's all kinds of problems building a building very high. So why did the Rebishta have to stop the Dara Floga and create 70 languages and they couldn't talk to each other and therefore the whole project became buckled? Well, why did the Rebishta have to make himself as if to say billing and stop them? Let them continue, let them do what they want. So it's a much deeper meaning. It wasn't a simple tower. The Mephoshim say that it was like, a, like spaceships and it was a, like a launching pad. And they could have gone and gone and gone and gone further and further and further. And Pashtetsov never reached the Rebishter. But the world would never continue the way the Rebishter wanted, where Avram should be able to, to have Ashpah in the world and Klayasol should, should, should develop into the nation that it became and, and be, be able to be Makabal the Terra. But whatever it was, there was a Dora Flogger. Now, the Dora Flogger was worse than the Dora Mabel. In what way was the Dora Flogger worse than the Dora Mabel? Rashi explains that, that why were they building this tower? Why was Nimrod building this tower? Because he wanted to fight with the Rebishter. 
Nimrod wanted, wanted to wage war with the Hebeshtach. So Rashi asks at the end of Noah, who's worse? The Deramabu or the Deraflogah? If you put it on a scale, which is worse? The Deramabu? Deramabu, we said, had three Avedas. Avedizorah. didn't didn't deny the Rebishter. It meant they wanted to worship intermediaries and talk to the Rebishter through these intermediaries. So there was Avedizorah, there was Nus, and there was Gezel. Okay, that's on one side of the coin. The Deraflogah wanted to fight with the Rebishter. So which is worse? So on a scale, Avadzah Deraflogah is worse. Want to fight with the Rebishter? There can't be no bigger Avera. Kaviochal, they waged war against the Rebishter. So Rashi asked a simple question. So why is it? The Doi Ramabal lost both worlds. They were wiped off from this world, and in the next world, they lost whatever share they could have had. And they, and they were punished in the next world also. Their Afloga was dispersed. Those people that spoke Spanish ended up in Spain. People then spoke French, ended up in France. That's how, that's how languages developed and evolved, and that's how the, nation, the world became settled. Why should they live in this world a, a normal life and die a normal death and get punished in the next world? Why weren't they punished in this world also, like Dara Mabel? Dara Flug is worse than the Dara Mabel. So why is it that Dara Flug didn't suffer as much as the Dara Mabel? So Rashi says this call. Because Dara Flug, Dara Vegas were Beinodem Lamokim. It was the only time in the history of the world that the whole world basically was united on one project. There was no fights. They were united on one project, Deraflogga. There were different groups in it and this and that, but they didn't fight among each other. There was Achtus and the highest Madrega. So, so since there was Achtus and the highest Madrega, Hashem doesn't punish them in this world. They were dispersed so that the project should stop, whatever the Cheshman was, but they weren't punished in this world, basically. They were just Yechidim that the Medrash brings down were punished. But basically, 99% of Deraflogga were not punished. They lived a normal life. Why? Because they were Rishoyim only Beinodem Lamochen. But Beinodem Lachavera, they basically was, they were peaceful. They were united. They were so united that it never happened again in the history of the world, that the whole world should be united on a project. So that's the Klal of the Rebishta. The formula of the Rebishta is as follows. If you're bad Beinodem Lamochen, but Beinodem Lachavera, you're okay. There's, there's peace, there's harmony, there's achters. So I'm not going to bother you in this world. You have time. You have time to do tshuva. Whatever the cheshman is, you have time. It's a gewaltic chesed. You could live a long amount of years here. You have time to repair your ways, do tshuva, change, mend, whatever. But if there's problems, then the, then you're, you're, you're causing the trigger to be to be activated, and the Rebishta will punish you for everything. And that's why the Rebishta brought the Mabu. So even though and Znus is worse than Gezel, most likely. But it's Ben Adam This is Ben Adam Lamokim. Ben Adam is the trigger that creates all kinds of problems in this world. And once that trigger is, 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 is used, is utilized, so then you get punished for everything. Well, sometimes you get here, sometimes you get there. That's not our question. We can't know exactly how the Rebishter thinks, how the Rebishter works. And how, it's not our business to understand that. It's beyond us. But, but this simple thing is clear. So Moshe Rabbeinu saw very clearly what's going to happen. If Paroi doesn't give straw, so what's going to happen? There's going to be fights. So Beinodem Lachaveroi, the Yidin, are going to be fighting. They're going to be fighting. They had a fight, let's say, because there was Pekach Nevesh. They had to get a certain amount of straw to make a certain amount of bricks. But Lemaise said there's going to be fights. So if there's going to be fights, 
so then they'll never be zeicher to the geula. They'll never. Moshe Rabbeinu felt that there was a built-in mechanism. The hatzeli tzaltas amicha means that you won't be able to ever save them because they'll never be worthy of being saved to go out of Mitzrayim because there's going to be a built-in mechanism in, in working for Pari where they're always fighting with each other. There's going to be Ben Odom here. There's going to be constant, a constant strife between Yidin because they're always going to be fighting for the straw. That was Pari's cheshman, that they shouldn't unite and rebel against him. So that cheshman, Moshe Rabbeinu had a gewaldic atayna to the Rebishter. How could you tell me that, that there's going to be a gu'ul after Oisus and Moisim? It can't be. Because Bahatzil uh, Eitzah means that there's a built-in mechanism where there's going to be Minot and problems. And as a result of that, they're never going to be worthy of the gu'ul. They had Avay Dezorah. It says later on in Nach, Sukkah Menach, that he didn't worship the Avay Dezorah. But that wasn't, he wasn't worried about the Avay Dezorah. Because they'll do tshuva eventually, whatever the case will be. What he was worried about was the fighting for the straw every day. So when did Moshe Rabbeinu realize that he was wrong, that Klai was not a nation of fighting with each other? By the Shira. Chazal tell us, by the Shira, the, 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 the uh, horses and the, uh, the chariots of, of the Mitzvah were bedecked with gold, with diamonds, with jewels, with rubies, with sapphires, with emeralds. And what washed up on the shore of the Yamsuf was was millions and millions and billions and billions of dollars value. So, for sure, there should have been fights by, by Kriyas Yamsuf. If, if on, this, on the shore of the, of the Yamsuf there's, there's diamonds. So there should have been a fight. Ten people see something very shiny, glistening, whatever. There should have been fights to get the diamonds, the rubies, whatever the case, the case may be. And there was not one fight. When Shachabinah saw that Kriyasov did not fight for the straw, there were fights. For the diamonds, there were no fights. For the jewels, there were no fights. So Moshe Rabbeinu realized that he made a mistake. He was chosh and klal Yisrael falsely. And they didn't become a nation that fought with each other. The only reason why they fought for the straw was because they had no choice. It was because of nefesh. But as soon as there was no more stress, no, no more pressure on them, they were, they were, there was no, there was achters. There was no fights whatsoever. So he realized his mistake, Lamafreya. And he said, Oz, Yosha, Moshe, to be mechaper, for when he said Oz at the end of Shemois when he had Tainus and the Rebishter. So in other words, what we have here is is Anhoga of the Rebishter. Anhoga of the Rebishter is that if you do have Vegas that are just Beinodim Lamboka, you do have Vegas between you and the Rebishter, not between you and your friend. The Rebishter won't bother you. He will not bother you. You can live a very fine life and also design good. You're doing Averis, so you're going to be punished. But the punishment won't come in this world. There's a Gavaldic mile in that because you'll have a chance, maybe, you'll later do tshuva. When the tzaras come in this world, when do all the tzaras come? The tzaras come when there's problems as soon as there's then the tzaras come because that's the trigger that sets off punishment in this world. And the punishments come for everything. But until the Ben Odom Lachaveri, until the Ben Odom Lachaveri, there's no punishments that are going to come. So, uh, the, the Beis Amigdash, let's say, we're in Golas now. Because the second Beis Amigdash became Chodov. Why did it become Chodov? Sinas Chinam. What's the Sinas Chinam? Sinas Chinam, Ben Odom Lachaveri. Why is there no Beis Amigdash? The third Beis Amigdash is not yet built. It won't be built until Mashiach comes. 
because we don't, we didn't do tshuva on that Avera of Sinas Chinam. That means we have the same Avera, and probably a much greater percentage of it, of Sinas Chinam today than, than, than existed in the time of the Beis Hamidrash, when the Beis Hamidrash became Chorub. Any door that the Beis Hamidrash is not rebuilt in means that we have that Avera that caused the Beis Hamidrash to be Chorub, or else it would have been rebuilt. So, so it comes out that everybody here, everybody, Bechlau, wants to have a good life in this world and the next world. Everybody wants that. Our, our, the Teva, our Kechas HaNefesh is that we zero in on this world more than the next world, which is not right, but that's the Nisoyan of living in this world. Because we, we never were in the next world, we only were in this world. So in the Mela, we zero in on this world as much as, uh, as we, 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 we're Margish. The next world is something that we're not Margish, it's only something that we understand intellectually. Over the Meiser. We would like to have a good world in, in this, and a good life sign in this world and the next world. So the key to that is Ben Odom which means that we have to be extremely, extremely careful. Ben Odom This is our, our downfall. All the service that we have is because there's the trigger of Ben Odom which sets off the Rebish's uh, tightness on, on us. And once there's tightness on us, so then it's side Ben Odom side Ben Odom Everything comes down upon us in the form of a punishment, and therefore we're suffering, whatever suffering we, we, we're going through. So the kids are the, the, the key to having success in this world, to have a good life in this world, and not to have, suffer punishment. The key is to concentrate very much on Ben Adam You have to be, 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 be right and be but What's Negea, what's Negea, the trigger that sets off punishments on us, is Ben Odom Now, Ben Odom has all kinds of forms. You're all acquainted with all the, the Averas of Lashon Hora in, in the beginning of last week, last week, etc., in the beginning of the Moshe Rabbeinu says, I understand now why Klai Yisrael is going through what they're going through, because the Ben Odom Lachavera, there are problems. People snitched on Moshe Rabbeinu, because that's part of the Hanhog of the Rebishter. As soon as there's problems, so the Rebishter breaks service, the Rebishter brings problems. Well, one of the big problems that exists today, and it existed from the time of the Gemara, is, is Ayin Hora. Ayin Hora. Ayin Hora is one of the biggest problems that exists for the last, at least, 2,000 years. Chazal tell us that that one Tana went through the Beis HaKvotas and he was able to tell that nine out of ten people that were buried there died because of Ayin Hara. Ayin Hara has to be explained and it's Negea, our daily life. And, and it's one of the major causes of Sinas Chinam and one of the major causes of Averus Benadam Machaverah. Ayin Hara, what's Ayin Hara? Ayin Hara, especially when you talk about a child, you talk about Chavese Kinder, Einaklach, you say, Ken Ayin Hara, Beli Ayin Hara. What in the world is that ayin hora? That's like a magic uh, word, ayin hora. People run to chreis keva rochel, and they get this, uh, this, this chreis, some kind of thread or something, some kind of red thread, and they wear it, and this and that, all to ward off ayin hora. What is this ayin hora? So it's like a superstitious thing, some kind of absurd hocus pocus. Thank you. So, but what's it as the ayin hora? What's, 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 what's this ayin hora? Ayin hora is a very difficult thing to understand. It's not a tangible thing. What's ayin hora? And, and that's one of the most dangerous things that exists today, especially in America, and, and, and the door right before Mashiach. 
Ayinara means that other people don't fagin you. What does that mean? Other people are jealous of you. Other people have sad because of you. Other people uh, have mental anguish because of you. What does that mean? I do something that's a little bit out of the ordinary. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. Whatever I did was technically 100% kosher v'yosha. But I do something that creates a certain tzar for you. I buy a fancy house or I build a fancy house and it doesn't fit into the section that I live in. Or I, I buy a car, a place, a brand new car that doesn't fit into the other cars in this section. Or the nachaz al So... So what I do when I when I do these things, even though I, I earn the money 100% kosher v'yosher, and I give not ma'isa, I give a choymish, I give 20% it's dochah, and even more than that, and I'm basically in klal arbit, and I do this, and I do that, and I, I earn all my money erlach, and I don't do anything wrong, and I say, my kids, you should, I do everything, but I want to, I have money, and I want to be able to enjoy a little bit my money. So I buy myself a, a car that's out of the ordinary, a Rolls-Royce, uh, a model 2000 uh, Rolls-Royce. Or I build a house that belongs in Beverly Hills or other places like that, and I put it in Lakewood. It doesn't fit into Lakewood. What says it doesn't fit in? Other people are going to pass by, they're going to go, Psh, a castle, a palace, or they'll see my car driving down Clifton or Forest or whatever it is, and I'll say, oh, there, there he goes with that fancy white cloud, the Rolls Royce. So, I'm not allowed to be jealous of him. You're not allowed to be jealous of him. We're not allowed to be jealous of him. He didn't do anything wrong. But that's the kreches nefesh that people do get jealous. It's a mitzvah. It's almost unavoidable, unless everybody's tzaddikim. We get jealous. And even if we don't say anything, and even if it's not consciously, it's zichak subconsciously. And most of the time, it's consciously. There's a certain different feelings of jealousy that goes through us, and we have tzara. So the Rebbe said, it doesn't want that we should have tzara. And because that person caused us tzara, we have the koyach of harming him. That means, if enough people or certain people who have a hechner neshama, you have cheshbainas from the Rebbe, whose neshama is higher, whose neshama is lower, certain people with a hechner neshama, if they're jealous of that person, so that they, with that jealousy, can create a gewaldic etzorah for that person that they're jealous of. And incite the people that are jealous of him. It's also an asinah. He had no right to cause them tsar. You want to live in a, a palace or a castle, go move to Beverly Hills. You want to have a Rolls Royce, a white coat, so move it from Park Avenue in Manhattan. You can't have those things in a place that's going to cause jealousy. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to cause jealousy in tzah to other people. So you cause tzah. They that were jealous of you also wrong. Everybody's wrong. Arum and arum. And sinas chinam is, is the result of all this, this business here. Now, ayin hara is a weapon. Ayin hara is, it, it's the same with the tongue. Some people, if they give a klola, rachman and to another person, the klola is in the kuyim right away. And some people can give klolas to other people, nothing about because it has to do with your neshama. How high is your neshama b'ashamayim? Even at our chesvenus now, it's not to discuss now, but it's a dangerous thing. Someone gives you a klola. Many times it's mukhiyam right away, and sometimes people give you clothes doesn't mean anything. The key is that there are people that, with their sad that they have because of you, 
can cause you tremendous harm. And the Tana said that nine out of ten people that are buried in the base Kodesh died because of Ayin Hara. It means they died before the time because of Ayin Hara. Every person in their own mind can think about different tragedies and different cases and different mices and different zachim that we don't know the Avish is Cheshbonus, but the most obvious Cheshbon that there is to us was that people were jealous of him or her, and therefore they had to suffer. So one of the most important things that we have to be nizarin, that we should avoid having problems, is not to create tzar to other people by doing things that make other people have tzar. Ah, you're doing everything 100%, right? You call up a rog, you call up a playstick and ask them if you're allowed to do this or do that. Technically, you're allowed. But if you give the whole picture to the playstick or to the rog and say that you live in this kind of a section, this and that and that and this, and I'm going to build a house, that's what... So this person, they push it. You have to tone it down. You have to try as much as possible. Or someone makes a chasen, people make chasenes that are and not because they stole money or anything. They have plenty of money. They want to spend the money on, on making chasen a child or an anical or whatever the case may be. But if it's ibid so it's dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. Why is it dangerous? Because these things create sad to other people. So there's sinestinim. There's all kinds of things that come about from it. It can come to Lashon it can come to Rechid, it can come to Moetzi Shemla, it can come to, 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 to worse things. And it, it, it's, it's a shrek lecha, shrek lecha for the person that creates all this here. Tzar. And, and, and basically, basically it's, 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 it's on every form and every level. Sire kid in school, sire kids in elementary school, sire kids in high school, sire adults. By each, by each, 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 each age group, there's, there's problems of Ayin Hoda. Beis Yaakovs have, 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 uh, have uniforms. Why do they have uniforms? To, 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 to avoid all this jealousy. This one has more money, can buy a fancy dress, a fancy skirt, fancy blouse, fancy this, fancy that. The other one can't, so the male adult has a jealousy. The male adult has a uniform. The same is true in these boys' yeshivas. This one buys a hat, that's, that's a place, $250, $300, and the other bachim can't afford it. So the has a jealousy, the has a tsar. And the kid passes the mother, and the mother has to do this. So that's all kinds of problems, all kinds of hasokim. Uh, or some kids go to restaurants and buy takeout foods and yeshivas because they don't like the yeshiva food, and other people that can't afford it can't. It creates a tremendous... On every level, these things exist. When you talk about your egg and a kinder, you talk about egg and a... egg and a... egg and a... or whatever the case may be, you have to tone it down. It can't be without a sensitivity to other people, how they feel about it. And, and these are the things that we're not so sensitive about. And because we're not sensitive about it, we create a lot of sodas. And because we, we create sinaskinim, we create sa, we create all these things, so we suffer. We suffer. We have to be more more involved in it. The Pasuk says, Lohibit over the Yaakovis, Lohibit says later on, Pasha's Bullock, the Rebister will not look at your Averis in this world. But it's only provided with this formula that we just now said. That you don't create sar, you don't create sinaschinam, you don't create any uh, any bad feelings between people, you don't steal, you don't uh, all these things. Other machaveres and fakir, the other way around is also true. If you make people feel good and and you do uh, do mitzvahs that have been other machaveres, so then you'll be rewarded in this world and the next world. So the key to having a good life in this world is to make sure that the bein other machaveres. But it's very difficult. We're all human beings, and we all have and there are certain things that are instinctive. It's very hard. Everybody has a, a, a built-in mechanism of, of midas voice 
that he has to work on in order to to, to, to become as a Elodim HaShalem. And, 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 and we don't work on it so much. We're very tanumim in, 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 in the day-to-day living. And very few people try to, uh, to, to, to work on Musa and exercising themselves to, 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 to stop speaking Russian. Okay, there's a big uh, axiom the last several years. Thanks to the Manchester Yeshiva, they have with Rock and others that made a big act here about Rosh Hashanah. But even that, you have to watch out. Sometimes it's taken to the other extreme. Everything is is something that has to be analyzed, and that's time doing it as a will. Even in, in not speaking Rosh Hashanah, there's a danger because sometimes you're supposed to speak and and you don't speak, and when you're supposed to speak and you don't speak, that's also dangerous because someone could be harmed and someone could be hurt because you didn't want to say something because you were afraid that maybe it's Rosh Hashanah. What the ikazach is that we have to be more aware of our actions and more aware of what we're doing and be more sensitive to, to other people's feelings. And, and if we don't, it's a chagres tzara. Yosef and the brothers, everybody knows. The end of the went through Yosef and the brothers. Yosef and the brothers. Russell Gwen by Yosef and the brothers. The brothers wanted to kill Yosef. And uh, Ruven came. And he uh, said, let's not kill him. Ruben was the oldest, let's not kill Yosef. What should we do? Instead of killing Yosef, let's throw Yosef into a pit. Throw him into a pit. say Basically, they all knew that in the pit were snakes and scorpions. Snakes and scorpions. So what's Ruben's cheshman here? Ruben is going to save Yosef. How? By throwing him into a pit of snakes and scorpions. So the Pasik says, by Yishmael Ruven, Ruven heard that they wanted to kill him, by and he saved Yosef from their hands. What kind of hat soul is that? How could you say that, you, that Ruven wanted to save Yosef by throwing him to a pit of snakes and scorpions? What kind of hat soul is that? So in the Falsham sense, it's very simple. The snakes and the scorpions cannot kill Yosef unless he deserves to die. And Mamanashach, either way, if he deserves to die, so he'll die. If he doesn't deserve to die, so then he won't die. That's Davish's business. But if I'll leave him together with my brothers, they will be able to kill him even if he doesn't deserve to die. How could that be? Does it make sense? A person can kill another person even if he doesn't deserve to die? But we don't we don't believe that. That's the first animamin. The first animamin is that nothing happens in this world unless the Rebish wants it to happen. So what does it mean? That if Yeruvi would have left Yosef together with the brothers, they would have been able to kill him. The answer is very simple. But, and that's so what we're discussing now. Yosef caused his brothers tzad. How did he cause them tzad? He wasn't sensitive to their feelings to some degree. He said over the dreams in such a way which made them jealous. He walked around with his sinus past them in such a way that made them jealous. Whatever it was, even if it's very minute, but Lemaise, he was guilty to some degree of making his brothers jealous. So Bashamayim, there was no psak din that, that Yosef should die. But Ayin Hora, the sinner, the kinner that Yosef created, even if it wasn't directly, and if it wasn't amazing, it was Bashamayim, it doesn't matter. You cause someone tzak. Those people that you cause tzak can do damage to you. And since the brothers decided they wanted to kill him, they had the koyach because of the tzad that he caused them to kill him. So that's why it was a hatzolah. The snakes and scorpions can't kill Yosef unless he deserved to be killed with a psak din from Shemayim. But the brothers, even if there was no direct psak on Yosef to die, could have killed him. Why could they have killed him? Because 
he calls them tzach. It's like ayin hara. Anytime you cause someone pain, anytime you cause someone tzach, kinna, sinna, whatever it may be, whatever form it may be, so, so then you're guilty. Now, what if somebody's jealous of you when you didn't do anything wrong? That's not something. You didn't do anything wrong? You didn't do anything wrong? Was most I didn't do anything wrong. How could I be, how could I be held uh, responsible? I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. But if you do things a little bit out of the ordinary, now, yes, sir, there was a shtickle tainet. The way he said, oh, but it's halayv, it's saying it's passim, a certain amount of, of, of boasting that they're going to bow down to him. And not even though it was a cholim, it wasn't done with a certain amount of sensitivity. It was fi madregosim. So therefore, there was a tainet. And, and throughout the Torah, and throughout history in Kali Yisrael, and Saibara Yochet, Saibara Rabim, this is constantly repeated. The Bein Odom L'chaveiroi is the trigger that can create all kinds of problems for us in this world. Even if there's no Psak, there's no Psak. Ayin Hora means there was no Psak on me that I should die. But you cause someone pain, when you cause someone pain, is a psak psak on you, bidei shemayim to be punished. Bidei shemayim, you have to be punished. The people that you cause the psak can cause the punishment. How? Directly or directly. Either they wish you would, you would, you would plot. And therefore many people go bankrupt because they're jealous. Because you cause them jealousy. Because someone made the ayin hara work that way. Or achman and the person gets sick. Or achman and other tragedies, other mices, other zachim, other tzaras. And it all came because that person was not sensitive to other people's feelings. The Rebish is own health, and we're, we're, we're in the Golis before, before Melech HaMashiach, so we, we hope that very much Melech HaMashiach should come, at least Amikdash will be rebuilt. The, the real truth is that we don't, uh, that's a separate shulah, because we don't really, the only time that we really think that uh, we want Melech HaMashiach is when we go through the service. But if things are fine and well, we're not so, uh, we're not so interested in Mashiach, that's the real truth, but that's something that we have to work on. That's a different uh, a different Indian. In other words, if you're complacent and you're happy in your matzah that you're in now, physically and, and spiritually and then and, and, and financially, so what do you need Mashiach for? And that's why the Rebishter brings brings Tzoros a lot of times. The Tzoros and Mitzrayim were brought at the end with the Gavaldika, because he wanted that the Yidin should want to leave. Because if the Yidin didn't want to leave, they Taka didn't leave. And the truth of the matter is, four-fifths Taka didn't leave. Because they Taka didn't want to leave. They were they got 210 years, they got used to it. You get used to the Golas, and you're happy to be in the Golas. So, so really, that's, that's another Zach that we have to work on, that we should want, and that we should not want to stay where we are in the Matzav that we're in now. But that, that's not the, what we're talking about now. We're talking now about being happy in this world, and not having Torahs. The key to that is... To be more sensitive to other people's feelings, that we shouldn't create any machleksim, any problems. Uh, On the other hand, when you when something is being done wrong and you know that you should oppose it or something like that, so then you have to do it. So you have to know how to do it. It's it, the whole life is walking a very fine line. It's walking a tightrope. Sometimes you're guilty if you do. Sometimes you're guilty if you don't. And if you do, you could do tshuva by by by, by having karotah. But if you don't, it's usually too late to do anything. So. These are things that we're just talking in generalities. But in specifics, each time you have to ask Yeshayla. The Rebbe says, How to act, not to create tsar or kinner or sinner or to bring about sinner. And I'm just going to. I think you'll hear everyone's mouth to preserve the Shiva for all of us. Thank you very much.